you're looking to grow revenues, increase profitability, or obtain financing? If so, you came to the right place. Running a business is all about leadership. How do you become a better leader? Learn from the successful entrepreneurs and business owners how to lead your organization more effectively. That's why we created Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business, to help you succeed with your host, Andrew Frazier, Business Growth Pro and CFO and founder of the Small Business Pro University. Every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're joined by experienced entrepreneurs and business owners who share their secrets to success via live stream. Also, every Friday morning, we release a new podcast episode. Either way, you will learn about developing your business leadership skills from our roster of highly performing guest experts. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com. Welcome to Leadership Live at 5805. I'm Andrew Frazier, your host. And excited to be here once again with you this evening. Welcome to Leadership Live at 805. I'm Andrew Frazier, your host. And excited to be here once again with you this evening. Welcome to Leadership Live at 805. I'm Andrew Frazier, your host. And excited to be here once again with you this evening. Welcome to Leadership Live at Okay, sorry about that, folks. Um, let's see. Sorry about that, everyone. Just a little bit of technical difficulties, but we've overcome them and um, have a great show tonight. Um, especially excited about you know our topic, you know, and our guest um, tonight. Our guest is Don Biapri, and um, we're going to talk about how to build a powerful network, and that's something that he's done. But he hasn't just done it himself; he's helped other people do it and many other people and um you know that's really one of the key things in being successful is the relationships you develop and your network um and there's different ways that you can do it um but we're going to talk about some proven ways that don has done it and helped other people do it um throughout his career and um and all so you know Without further ado, I'm going to invite Don to the show, and um, we're going to start talking a little bit about um, relationships, networking, and we'll probably get into some other topics as well. Fair enough? Hey, Don. Fair enough. Welcome to the show. Um, good evening, everyone, and thanks for joining me this evening. Thank you for having me again, and thank you for um all that you do uh, especially in the small business and entrepreneurial world where you host a series of webinars uh, that i'm going to refer to um, because i know there there are people who have tuned in who will benefit from it but before we get started i'd like to take a a moment um, and ask everybody to pay reverence to our ancestors in this moment of silence. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Don. Silence can be powerful and it's important to remember the past. And, and also, 
Thanks for doing that. So, Don, um, it's great to have you here. Um, you know, we've known each other for a long time, and you've been, you know, great mentor and guide and um, and good, great person to challenge me on ideas and opportunities and and um, really um, been been great. And um, that's one reason why I wanted to have, have you on the show so that people could get to know you a little bit more and um, get to know a little bit more about, you know, who you are and what you do and what you've done. Um, so I know some of this, you know, we've got some great uh, people on. Good evening, everybody, welcome. Um, some of you, some of them know you, some of them don't. But, you know, if you could take a minute or two uh, or a couple minutes, just talk a little bit about your journey, how you got to where you are now. And um, that would be great. And let me start uh, by saying that I was born on the island of Aruba. Um, so I attended um, an education system that was based in on Dutch, the language Dutch. And uh, my parents thought that I needed to have a British education. So by age 11 or thereabouts, uh, they started to prepare me uh, with some remedial uh, training um, with a lady whose name is Miss Blair in our neighborhood. Um, and Miss Blair took me under her wing for about three months or two months and started to make me adjust at age 11 to a British system of education. And because by age 12, I was uh, in Jamaica um, in boarding school and um, left there at age 18. Uh, yes, at age 18, I graduated at a pre-college uh, certificate. Um, but just before I graduated, uh, my host family that was responsible for me, because uh, I went back to Aruba every summer, my host family asked my family in Aruba to allow me to join them and on their vacation with their three other children uh, because they really accepted me as, as their, their child also. Uh, I had two host families in Jamaica, by the way. Um, but one of their children attended school with me. And so that summer vacation was a life-changing, transformative experience because that entire summer vacation, two and a half months, was spent on a Greyhound bus touring continental North America. Um, at that stage and age, uh, I was, uh, as I am now, still hungry for knowledge and wisdom. So I questioned everybody about everything and read everything that crossed my eyes um, as we stopped in various states uh, along the way. And then when I returned to school in the last year um, as student body president, um, I organized a few of my classmates who were graduating to join me on what would be our last trip together on a boat, on a market boat that left Kingston, Jamaica and stopped along the way to Trinidad and about seven or eight islands. Um, and that was a second massive transformative experience um, that gave me a lot of foundational elements uh, that has contributed to my networking ability today. Then uh, arriving in United States at Bowling Green University, Bowling Green State University in Bowling Green, Ohio, um, my organizational skills were challenged because at that point, Bowling Green had about 70 black students, seven zero uh, out of 15,000 students. And um, so I felt it was time, along with some other students from the Caribbean, from uh, the African-American community and from Africa, that we needed to do something. So uh, under the tutelage of my mentor and professor on that campus, and there were only two Black professors out of about 400, um, 
I formed and became the first president of the Black African People's Association. And um, thereafter, things began to change. Um, coalitions were built, uh, community um, links and liaisons were established around that town with churches and in other towns and other nearby organizations. And then we changed things uh, on that campus positively to enhance its growth of uh, all students of color and all programs and um, including academic um, and curriculum changes. Uh, so I stayed in that community after I graduated because I became the sort of uh, host family, my wife and I, and uh, we took care of a lot of things for a lot of students. I came to New Jersey and then uh, 11 years later, and uh, then got a job at the um, cable company, which was known as Connection Cable Communications in Newark, New Jersey. And then uh, when they sold, uh, I was on the transition team uh, for the sale and they sold to Gateway Cable. Uh, but I think about three years after that, Gateway Cable sold. Oh, by the way, I started in sales and marketing as a salesperson, door-to-door, -door, commission only, uh, in the streets of Newark working 12 hours a day, seven days a week, um, utilizing my organizational and my networking skills. And that started to broaden my horizon uh, in terms of context, in terms of um, both resources, access to resources and persons and institutions. And it was a quick study. And uh, when Gateway Cable sold, and I, I was on that transition team also for the company um, with the owners, and they sold to Cablevision, who retained my services. Um, because when they asked me, you know, questions and where was the manual, I said the manual was in my head and there was nothing on paper. And so that's how you become useful, valuable and worthy. Um, and so after retaining me, um, I stayed and moved from uh, marketing and sales and customer service to director of government affairs. And... Uh, was responsible for multiple municipalities in the state of New Jersey uh, in terms of handling government relations and public relations for the company. Okay. Until I retired in 2015. Okay, great. So, you know, you've, you've done a lot of things and you've met a lot of people around the way. And, you know, one of the things you always talk about is along the journey, connecting the dots. So what does connecting the dots really mean? I want to preface the discussion on connecting the dots with a great African proverb that many of those who know me know that I love to use because it is, it's so simple, but yet it speaks volumes in its foundational essence and meaning. And it simply says that if you want to go fast, then go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. By saying go together and far, it simply translation means connect the dots. Connecting the dots mean going together, not necessarily going as one together, but going because you are connected to the side, to the back, to the front, etc., in a 360 degree, in a concentric circle method and manner, um, both expanding outwards and expanding downwards and expanding upwards. And so when you build your life around relationships in a humble and giving and generous fashion, unconditionally, then uh, you can go far. And that's exactly what I've done within my network uh, for others. And that's exactly why my network, uh, you know, has become useful and powerful. 
Okay, great. Um, so, you know, definitely connecting the dots is key. Um, building relationships is important. But when you're thinking about your network, what's the first thing, you know, if you're getting, if you're getting started, um, you know, a lot of people come into a new space, like they go from, you know, working a job to becoming an entrepreneur and they need to find and build a new network. They go from school to work. Um, you went from cable vision to retirement. Um, what are some of the strategies you've employed or that you recommend for people to do sort of when they're starting anew to build a network in a new place where they're going to spend most of their time? A network is really the existence of a body of persons who are interwoven and who have formulated relationships with each other um, for the benefit of others and or for the benefit of themselves um, in a humble fashion that is based upon three principles primarily respect reliability and responsibility having a body of, of persons who know each other and who want to assist and elevate and advance each other assist each other is useless if you do if they do not employ reliability respect and responsibility when those three things are correctly incorporated that network becomes it becomes evolutionary in growth and development and it reaches its achievements easily quickly efficiently and usefully and uh, th that is the way in which uh, i would suggest to anyone who is involved in their own network um, and or wish to build a network uh, because everybody has a network everybody works with a network whether they know it or not everybody is in a network whether it's just your unit, your family unit, because everybody relies in their life from birth upon somebody. We cannot exist and nothing does exist anywhere in the universe without the relationship and connection to something else. And hence, that is how I've always talked about connecting the dots. The universe could not exist if all the objects within the universe, from asteroids to planets to stars, etc., cetera, uh, if there was not an interrelationship between them and amongst them, there is no galaxy that could exist if it did not have a relationship to another galaxy and within the universe. And so if the universe has a formula of coexisting by connecting and the connectivity of its dots, who are we as human? The most recent arrival in the species on the planet? Who are we to diminish, to marginalize? and to actually oppose the relationships that we are supposed to have and that we should have and that we should be maximizing and that we should be optimizing for the benefit of advancing humanity and for the benefit of advancing the life of the planet. So connecting the dots on all matters, on all things at all times is something that I promote heavily and I urge everyone who's tuned in and who will listen later to this recording that they should never desist or resist knowledge. 
and the pursuit of wisdom. Never. Old folks always said that. Old folks always taught me that. Whenever you get a chance to pursue knowledge on any subject matter, anywhere, on anything, do so. Because what you're doing is connecting the dots or trying to connect the dots by the knowledge that you have, either through observation, like those who know that our elders did not complete a formal education, but they were wise. They were wise because they understood that in order to advance, they had to build their relationships into networks and they had to connect the dots. And they did so by staying current on the pursuit of knowledge and the pursuit of wisdom. Excellent, excellent. So respect, reliability, reliability and responsibility. Yeah. Three, three, three key things. And, you know, to have a good network, you have to be a good person within your network. Um, you know, sort of like to have a good friend, you have to be a good friend. Um, so not only do you have to look at that in other people, but you need to make sure that that's representative in you and what you're doing. Um, you talked about the but, 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 but you, you also have to be within the network after using those three principles as the foundational principles, you then have to have an engine to move the network and to move matters within the network. If you're practicing reliability, responsibility and respect, so you have to have consistency, you have to have intentionality, you have to have intensity, you have to have fervor, you have to have enthusiasm, sustainability, um, some dynamic consciousness and conscious development uh, so that nothing remains stagnant. No one and or nothing remains stagnant. Did you constantly uh, have this fervor um, to share information, to receive information and recycle information and triple check and double check and show its connectivity to other things that are relative uh, either around the block or around the world. Um, thereby, as I said, moving your circle um, expansively outward, expansively downward, and expansively upward. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So, so Don, um, you know, we, we've talked about a few key things. Um, and one of the things you talked about was pursuit of knowledge and um, building your knowledge. And, you know, one of, that's one of the key things through your network. Um, you actually um, have a network that does activities to help people expand their knowledge. And you have yeah. um, an event coming up on August 13th. So I don't know if you want to say a little bit about that. Um, yes. Um, I didn't want to spend anything about my network primarily, but since you brought it up, okay. um, uh, my mentees, who number some 80-something mentees, and who are now mentee friends, really, and who are actually mentoring me, <laughs> unbeknownst to them, um, they insisted upon my retirement that we we gather on a regular basis um, so that they can a get to know each other because they weren't in touch with each other until after i retired and they wanted to do so um we said once a year and now it's turned out to be quarterly uh we ramped it up during the pandemic to uh, a zoom presentations. And so um, we've had, first it was me speaking uh, with them and uh, they speaking to me. And we've had it evolved because I protested that it's, the network is not about me, it's about us. It's not about I, it's about we. And um, that's why it's called the DV Connector Network. And the DV Connector Network stands for Divine Visions 
Connect the Network and uh, was co-founded by myself and uh, one of my mentees, Kaylin Dines, um, who has a team that she works with um, to execute uh, these uh, Zoom events and another team that had executed the in-person events when we had luncheons and breakfasts and uh, that were free where um, they could come and have a, a speak and interact and share uh, information um, and resources with each other. So upcoming on August 13th, uh, I think is the fourth one or third one for the year. And it's with uh, Eve Thompson. Um, she's our guest facilitator and she's coming out of South Africa. And I'm asking all of you to join this because Eve is out of New Jersey, actually a graduate of Princeton University, um, has traveled extensively and worked um, in Jordan, in Nigeria, in the Congo, uh, in South Africa, um, has an upcoming opportunity in Liberia. And she's going to talk about her journey um, from New Jersey and um, what has happened in her life and what catapulted her, what inspires her. She's working with some young people, and I believe a young person is going to be doing the introduction of her. Um, so it ought to be very, very exciting. Um, also in my network, now that you mentioned it, is um, people who uh, we embrace and assist. Recently, I, I uh, it happened that I was introduced to someone and immediately the young lady said without me even in about her even knowing um she said can i become your mentee can i please become your mentee and i said of course and she said i need some help and her name is medina tall and medina comes from senegal and medina has a uh, a business that she shares with her sister. Uh, it's a beverage business that creates uh, juices from their natural fruits directly from Senegal. And she asked me to promote her in the network uh, so that she can get distribution of her beverages. And so, of course, I exceeded immediately and since I exceeded a few weeks ago, she does have a commitment for a distribution uh, in a store in Massachusetts um, as that store is under construction right now. Of course, I'm not satisfied because I'm never satisfied because knowledge is infinite and so is work as long as you have breath. And so I want people as you uh, show her beverages, um, for everyone to see, um, take down her website and her information. And if you could assist in advising, directing, and or obtaining distribution for these beverages, um, I'm sure Medina would be um, quite appreciative. Okay. So those are, that's just one uh, small task um, that the network undertakes, but there are many, many more um, that we undertake. Um, anything and anyone that comes before us on any matter, um, we always listen. Uh, we always see what access we have in terms of resources, both human and material, so that we can seek to elevate and advance that person's solution. Okay. And, you know, that's a great example of how you talk about, you know, your network has to be active and have energy. You can't just um, have a network and not interact um, and not be involved. Um, and, you know, definitely and, and, and also, it's not about a network that is a personal possession. It's not, I keep telling it's, it's not my network. It's the divine visions connect to network. 
it's a collective. Uh, I know people like to raise and praise me, but I'm I, I am I am against that 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 primarily because there are people, other people in the network who are greater than me in what they have done and are doing outside and inside the network. And um, I go to them whenever um, I receive something and ask them to push it. And lo and behold, it gets pushed, it gets resolved. And um, some things uh, are necessary for me to come in because of the access that I may have, but uh, I don't have all access to everything. We have access to everything. And so I promote another proverb um, that is apropos at this time okay. that goes something like uh, a society grows great when old people plant trees whose shades they know they shall never sit under. Yeah. So we're just planting seeds. Okay. Helping people planting seeds, but knowing that the fruits of those seeds and the shade that the leaves will provide, we know we will not live forever to be able to sit and enjoy that comfort. And that is fine because that's what our ancestors did for us. Mm -hmm. And passing it on. We're just passing it forward. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh, and there's another one. There's another network. Um, quite a few actually, that anytime I, I receive information on the existence and the, the programs and, 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 and uh, aspects of other networks around the world, I, I circulate those. Um, you can call me not just the connector, but the circulator, because I spend hours, night and day searching for information and just getting it out there because I, I do believe as the network believes that each one reach one must teach one. Each one reach one, teach one. And so uh, a friend of mine, Helen, who's right here also in New Jersey has a network um, um, uh, that's, uh, it's called, uh, I should have written it down, Black Women, um, It'll come to me. Um, but anyway, she just recently had a um, event last Sunday in which she implored me to attend and I stole some time from something else to jump in. And I was so happy that I did because even though people think I know a lot, I don't know a lot. <laughs> there is so much more on earth to know. And the event and the program was about the Gula the Gula culture, G-U-L-L-A-H. And she had three women on there who were from South Carolina and who were Gula people. And they talked extensively for over an hour and a half about the Gula culture and its relationship directly to Sierra Leone. Um, and that now that they, they're establishing an extension and a, and a, um, uh, an exchange with people and institutions in Sierra Leone. Um, and I committed at that time immediately to ensuring that they are going to be in the future, in the near future, also on the DV Connector Network, because uh, this network that I'm in needs to hear that message. That message was extremely powerful. Uh, a lot of um, diamonds in the rough was in that discussion. A lot of connectivity and a lot of connectors. And I pledged that I was going to assist the Gullah culture in South Carolina. And uh, for people who want to know about that, they can go online at the website, the original Gullah, um, the original Gullah festival.org uh, for more information because there's several events, huge events that take place on an annual basis um, by these descendants of Africans who are proud, who have a heritage, who know their story and whose story is entrenched in both their activities 
uh, in the present as well as in the past. Okay, excellent, excellent. So we're gonna. Oh, take the thing is, when black women gather, that's the name of Helen's uh, network. Okay. When well, black women gather, yeah. Okay, great. So we we've talked about quite a few key things. Um, I want to take a break, but you know we're gonna come back, and one of the things I want to chat with Don and and talk a little bit about is you know you always challenge people to not just fo focus domestically but internationally and um you know building relationships building networks internationally and and why that's so important so but before we do that i want to take a quick break to share a little bit about um an upcoming event this week um your your power breakfast correct like, well, yeah i urge people to pay attention to what he's about to say on his power breakfast because i've been to his power breakfast i've spoken at his power breakfast and it's not just dynamic but the connectivity that you will have and receive from participation and attending will elevate your status not just in life but in everything that you do so i hope you get to attend on july 29th i believe it is um yeah. at 212 market street in the city of newark um the power breakfast go ahead yeah okay so yeah so this is the upcoming power breakfast um thursday evening the 28th this thursday we're going to have a networking reception and a pre -net. and um on the friday the 28th we're 29th we're going to have a full day conference uh, for entrepreneurs and business owners um, that you won't want to miss. And um, we're celebrating 10 years of the Power Breakfast. It's hard to believe 10 years. Actually, Don was instr instrumental in the in the beginning because um, I went to him with my thoughts about wanting to do something like that. And, and he really um, was supportive and shared ideas and connections. And lo and behold, it's, um, you know, it, it, we're... How many years later? 10 years later and impacted a lot of people over the years. So um, definitely this is, you know, a key one. Um, we're continuing to grow, continuing to expand. Now, if you've never been to the Power Breakfast, it's important to get a feel for what it really is. So I'm just going to take a quick video and it'll give you an idea what the Power Breakfast is. And then we'll be back talking to Don about... Um, building a powerful network. We're here at the Small Business Power Breakfast and Conference. I'm excited to say that we had a great day. This event was a wow. Every panel, every speaker has had so much amazing content and good information to share. This is a good day to put aside, to come out and do some learning, but also make some great connections. The ones that I made were impactful. Yeah, so the importance of uh, connecting with other people to grow my business is I really never know what leads to what. I might sit next to somebody at a conference I, I would have never met anywhere else, and their cousin might be the biggest client I ever had. We kicked off the day with the Power Breakfast. Our speaker was Gene Bohinski, and his topic was maximizing the value of your business. Most business owners don't know what the value of their business is and don't really know the factors that drive the value of their business. So 80% of businesses that are listed don't sell. And of the ones that do, three quarters of the business owners afterwards say they were unsatisfied or they had serious regrets about the process. And the morning speaker was excellent as well, got us learning what we needed to do in order to be able to ensure that our business could run without us, which I never even considered. And that's something that I'm going to be looking at now to make sure that my revenues are moving forward and my business is moving forward without me, which means I can make more money and work less. Otherwise, I'm just going to be in a job like I was before. For lunch, we had our keynote speaker, Casey Carpenter, who talked about being able to sell even as an introvert. I'm Casey Carpenter, the sales breakthrough coach, and I gave a presentation today about five ways to dispel fear in selling and boost the revenue in your business. I have written a book called Introverts in Sales, Turn Your Peaceful Power 
into a powerful, powerful selling machine. Selling machine. I, myself I myself am a painfully am a shy, shy introvert, introvert who overcame a lot. lot. My number one tip is, is to quit pitching and start connecting start because it's really through relationship building and connection and genuine like for each other that sales even happen in the first place. I mean, okay. Great. Um, so ho hopefully you were able to hear that. Okay. And um, just, you know, it's happening later this week. And if you're around in the Newark area, you're welcome to come check us out. Um, so back to Don and building a powerful network. Um, you know, this week you're getting ready to travel internationally. And, um, you know, you have developed relationships with people internationally. And, um, you know, that's been a passion of yours and something that you um, encourage others to do. And talk a little bit about why that's so important and why should we should really um, focus on looking to do that and how to do it. It, it started at a very, very early age. Um, I was stimulated uh, from the moment I was in school in Jamaica, in boarding school, to um, begin the journey of knowing myself. Uh, an elderly man in my life had pulled me over when I was very young and tried to infuse me with a lot of wisdom, but I, I wasn't prepared at the time, but I listened and didn't understand much, but never forgot. And one of the things that he mentioned and that was subsequently mentioned years later by another elderly person in my life who actually wrote it in a book that I still have from 1962, I actually wrote, when, I, when, he, when he, I said, I want you to write something because I'm leaving and I'm, I don't want to remember you. And he just wrote two words, know thyself. And he says, one day you'll understand it. And it was not until my teachers in um, boarding school and my academic undertaking started to recite things that were similar, that it awakened my critical thinking skills. It awakened my latent analytical ability. And it allowed me to become expansive in my outlook as well as inward into my outlook. It allowed me to begin to use my third eye. And so I don't begin to view things and persons as seen by two eyes. I actually try to go beyond what I see and try to get into what I can't see. And I always say, you know, never accept Don for who he appears to be. Try to find the Don that you cannot see that is within him. Because that Don that is within him is the real Don that will supersede all Dons when what you see is no longer visible on earth and physical on earth. And that process, as I said, started at the tender age of maybe 15, 16, and just continued. And by the time I got to Bowling Green and realized then as I was involved in the anti-Vietnam demonstrations and then the Black Power demonstrations and then the African liberation uh, movement, um, and saw how that was connected with the Caribbean, with Canada, with South America, with Australia, and the interactivity between persons and institutions at that level, at that time, um, that stuck with me and that showed me the power that can and must exist when one reaches out one's tentacles in all directions um, for all things and for all times. And so I always insisted that 
a network must be developed where if you don't know somebody that is required and requested for the network, then you must know somebody who knows somebody. And if that somebody doesn't know somebody, then you must know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. And that's how you will eventually find what you need and you will eventually get what you find. So I always promoted um, not just travel, but reading and pursuing knowledge um, on everything in and about all 200 countries and thousands of islands that exist on the planet and uh, all of the cultures that exist on it and all of the cultures are interconnected there is no one culture um, that is not connected to another and understanding also um, how as relationships need to be interwoven, so is the interwovenness of cultures, of countries, um, of people, of um, climates, especially now that we're challenged on the planet by climate change. Um, so everything affects everything. And I'm glad, I'm glad that I remember that lesson to know thyself because it, it, it woke me up and it started me on this journey and um, it's an unstoppable journey. So yes, whenever I meet someone, I always quiz them as to how much of their time, effort and resources are they using to pursue or initiate and then pursue their international connections. So yes, I pride myself to having connections uh, in the Americas, the continents of the Americas and in Africa. Um, and I think the only one that I had, because the persons I was dealing with are, are deceased at this time, they transitioned and have gone on to join the ancestors is Australia. So I currently don't, have uh, anyone that I'm connected with actively in Australia. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, definitely um, you've built those relationships over time. You've traveled a lot of places um, and been able to, you know, experience different cultures and different perspectives. Yeah. And I speak to people who travel. You know, if if someone comes back from somewhere, I sit with them and they exhaustively try to pluck their brain and their experiences because um, we all need to share experiences. Uh, we don't own them. We shouldn't possess them uh, selfishly. We should share them because in those experiences are life lessons. In those experiences are diamonds in the rough waiting to be connecting and therefore waiting for another dot to be connected to another dot, to be connected to another dot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And it's been proven valuable. Okay, excellent, excellent. So um, so those are key. One other thing that you talk about a lot and a little off topic, but I think it's important to share is um, technology yeah. and where technology's taking us and the importance of really looking at technology because you can already see the future if you're um, staying abreast of it and that's something i know that, that you like to do um i have to do take a few minutes to talk a little bit about what you do and what you recommend uh, that would be great and value so to preface this discussion Again, let me return to the ancestors because um, all lessons, uh, all aspects of the present would not exist had it not been for the existence of experiences and lessons of the past. And so it is a culmination of both the past lessons connected with the present realities 
that are shaping the future trends. I, I can feel some people that are beginning to write that down as we speak. Um, but it's important to know that, that what is being planned for the future is a variant and an extension of the past experiences and the present realities. And in some cases, it is negative, And in some cases, it is positive because there's positive and negative in everything and in everyone. No one is and nothing is totally 100% positive and nothing and no one is 100% negative. So the combination of the two is what's facing us in the future. And so there are intentional movements, organizations, persons that are seeking to shape institutions and the use of technology um, in gauging future trends to actively and intentionally distort the realities of the past and the present. And in some cases to seek to eliminate and erase the realities of the past and the present, which is hopeless because it, it's, it's an impossibility, but yet people are pouring resources uh, like fuel on a fire, uh, thinking that they would be able to burn this down and it's not possible to burn it down. Um, it's rather impossible to burn it down. Um, but they can go ahead in that dimension and try that. And then there's the other trend with the use of technology, combining the past with the realities of the present and wanting to take a trend and push it into the metaverse. And also at the same time, push it into the vast annals of space. Um, both of which uh, Andrew knows from my discussion, um, to me, uh, I don't, I see the positive, some of it, uh, but I see the negative in it. Because if, if we have gamers who can't focus on anything else but gaming, we're going to have people in the metaverse who are going to be lost and won't know how to deal with reality uh, because their reality and their brain would be always be tied and only tied to the metaverse. And few people are going to be able to balance their experiences with the use of their human brain and between aspects of the metaverse and aspects of the present reality. Uh, so we'll, we'll have confusion, uh, massive cultural confusion. Because um, if you think we're catching hell in some places, in some cases on earth, uh, we're going to catch so much more in the metaverse because there'll be no government in the metaverse to regulate anything. There'll be no police in the metaverse. There'll be it'll be worse than a wild wild west it'll be whatever anyone wants it to be um so there could be great experiences and there will be very very bad experiences and so i study future trends and anyone can go online and or to the library um i like books also still um and read profusely uh, into the wee hours of the morning because that's how I pursue knowledge and share it. And so I think that you want to at all times keep your inner balance, know yourself, use your third eye to look beyond instead of looking at, and primarily become more versed about future trends. Future trends that are in research and future trends that are actually in experimentation that 
are going to affect not necessarily your life, but the lives of those who are yet to be born. And the more you know is the more you grow and the more you share is the more you find out within you that you care. Uh, it, it, it affects you positively because that means you won't be rocked, you won't be shaken, and you won't be took. Very, very powerful. So, um, Don, it's, it's been great. An hour goes so much faster than you would ever, I would have ever thought before I was doing the show. But, um, you know, when you have great people sharing great wisdom and knowledge, um, you know, it, it, time, time disappears quickly. But always love talking to you. Always love having you on the show. Um, before we close out, anything you, you'd like to share? I want to urge people with whatever they have in terms of access and accessibility to resources, material, um, their own personal time, their um, their access to other humans um, who have skills or skill sets or stories or experiences. Um, I urge them to take a hold of that. And they, that's their inventory, as I would call it. And I need them to grow their inventory. And then I need them to share their inventory willingly and caringly, um, much as a missionary. And I need them to feel positive about that as they heighten their own self-confidence and self-esteem. And as they stand on their two feet, unshaken and unmoved, um, face and what will come at us in the future, um, pursue that knowledge. But above all, be gracious, be thankful, and be grateful and give and give willingly to everyone that crosses your path because everyone that crosses your path on your journey crosses your path for a specific reason it is up to you to use your third eye to use your know thyself balance and inner intuitive understanding to discover what the purpose is of that connection and connectivity of that person who crosses your path or that experience that you're experiencing as a result of something or someone that crosses your path. Um, for nothing happens by coincidence. And everyone and everything must come and everyone and everything must go. So as you embrace your journey and as you enjoy your journey, make sure your journey becomes beneficial to someone else other than yourself, because it is never about yourself. It is more so and always so about everyone else with whom you are privileged and honored to, allow, to be allowed by them to be in their presence. And so that usefulness, that dynamic energy must serve a purpose that is divine, a purpose that is much more powerful than it appears. And it always appears after it happens. And so that means you must always go back to it and extract the power from it and then push it forward. And so remaining and nourishing and nurturing relationships unconditionally will always be helpful to others. And you must always promote that because that is exactly what our ancestors did unbeknowingly for us. That's why I said that our ancestors created a great society when they planted seeds 
whose shades they knew that they would never be able to sit under. None of us is an island and nor will we ever be. We could not be who we are had it not been for the sacrifices, had it not been for the turbulation, had it not been for everything that was done for us by the families that preceded us, by unnamed graves that were more, uh, that were dug and bodies were put into uh, on our behalf. So we must always pay reverence and we must always be reverent. And in our reverence is the sparkle, is the smile, is the giggle, is that, is that energy of a little child. Because that little child, as pure as that little child's spirit is, that third eye and that little child is bright and working. That child energy can pick your energy up in less than a nanosecond. So if an evil person comes in the presence of a baby, that baby and that child will scream or cry. That child is trying to find your energy, trying to find your inner know thyself person. And so always be humble, always be giving, always use your toolbox, your toolbox, which you were born with. I speak of that often. Everybody has a toolbox, but millions live and die without even opening their toolbox. Your toolbox, as an old man once told me, has all the tools that you need from birth. You just have to open it up, learn how to use it by connecting the tools in it. And the tools in your toolbox and everybody's toolbox is all the same. It's the same toolbox in one country as it is in the other. It's the same toolbox no matter what language you speak. In the toolbox is the tools that are named faith. Another tool is named strength. Another tool is named persistence. Another tool is named determination. Another tool is named forgiveness. Another tool is named perseverance. Another tool is named humility. And I could go on and on and on because your toolbox is overflowing with natural tools that we were given in this toolbox from birth. But as I said, there's no class that teaches that. There's no school that teaches that. And there's very few folk when they tell you about these tools that you listened to when you were young. But if you retain and use your toolbox, it's never too late. You'll find that you'll be able to navigate anything and you will get to the point where I want you to get to, which is never to let anything or anyone bother you at any time. Never to let anything or anyone bother you at any time. When you live and find a way to live a life of fearlessness, Oh yes, you can build a powerful network. You can become the powerful network. You can make anything and anyone happen for them. And people think it's divine, it's been, no, it's not. It's just work based on the network. Reliability, respect, responsibility with consistency, with intentionality, with intensity, and with meaning of resolution for whatever person, for whatever organization that you're working on behalf. Not that you want any credit, not that you want anything from it. That's not the purpose of a network. It is just to be giving and to be giving and to be giving and to amass resources in order to do so on a global level. Thank you. Well, thank you, Don. Um, I think, you know, I haven't been speechless at the end of any of these before, but this is this has been great. And I think Tamika sums it up best. So there you go. Thank you for being so awesome, the Don. So once again, 
thank you for joining me. Thank um, all of you. Thank all of you for taking the time. Thank all of you for gathering. Thank all of you who will see it later. And hopefully all of you will abide by the each one, reach one, teach one because you have so much more to teach me and I am such a humble student, still willing to learn. So please do all you can to elevate me and to widen my horizon and expand it outwards, downwards and upwards. Great. So um, definitely, um, thanks again. And um, for those of you who wanna connect with Don, um, Definitely, you can connect with them through LinkedIn. Uh, is that the best way to connect with people? Well, yes, that is the best way. But the other way and the consistent way is to join the DV Connector Network. And the best way in which to do that quickly is to be tuning in on August 13th again uh, to experience uh, Eve Thompson. And I believe uh, the information should also be in the chat on how to do that, um, because there is a link to do that at uh, 11 a.m. on August 13th, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and I welcome uh, all communications. I welcome all introductions. I welcome all relationships all the time. Okay. Well, thank you so much and hang out for a minute as I close out. Yeah, at the end of the day, when you're in business or in life, the more you know, the more successfully you're going to grow. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com.